Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to the road of recovery and reconnection with your host, Logan Moore. My hopes for this podcast is that you learn tips to become recovered and reconnected. So my name is Logan Moore. I am a intuitive healer and recovery coach and welcome to my podcast. Um, so let me just be super vulnerable for a minute. I have done podcasts in my previous things I have done. I've led and done like two different podcasts with a couple different coaches and it's been beautiful. Um, I never got nervous, but here I am nervous because this is me. This is my doing. This is me being vulnerable with you guys, but I know that I am being called to do this. So even though I am scared AF right now, I'm doing it. I'm here and I'm showing up because you are important and you matter. And I want you to know that. And so kind of leading into what I want to talk about first is why I started this podcast. So again, like I said, my name is Logan Moore and I am a intuitive uh, trauma healer and recovery coach. What does that mean? I know it's a mouthful, right? But so I have been given intuitive gifts. So I am clairvoyant. If you guys do not know what that means is it means that I am able to see things. So I can see things in meditation. Um, I'm also a Reiki practitioner. Um, and so when I'm doing Reiki with my clients, I can also tap into their energy and see colors and symbols and things that have happened. And I'm able to open up and help them heal that through Reiki because of my clairvoyant gifts. And, um, so yeah. And obviously the other part of that is I'm a recovery coach and I started coaching recovery because I was somebody who needed recovery coaching in, I have been eight months sober, um, two days and two, two more days. It will be my eight month mark. And I have been free of alcohol and substances. And so I, um, I needed to recover, like, and not just from alcohol. Like I didn't drink because I, yeah, I mean, I, I liked alcohol, let's be real, but alcohol was my kryptonite, I guess you could say, but I wasn't an alcoholic because I loved alcohol because I couldn't go with alcohol. I used alcohol to numb myself. I used alcohol to um, cover up things that I needed hidden within myself that I didn't even want to focus on. I, there was part of me that I no longer loved anymore. There was part of me that was so hurt by things that I have been through in my past that I didn't even want to be that person. I didn't want to be aware of that person. And so I used alcohol to cover her up and, um, just a little bit about my journey, but I, um, last November, I ended up going to court and I had to reface the man who sexually assaulted me as a child. And that was, I think the hardest thing that I have done to date. Um, 
and it's so funny. Well, I don't know if funny is the right word, maybe not, (laughs) but, um, that's what I guess I like to call it was it was funny because growing up, I had friends who knew that I was sexually assaulted when I was little, my family members knew it, um, you know, and it was like, not really something that I really hid. Like if it got brought up in subject, I was always, you know, the first to raise my hand and be like, yeah, I was sexually assaulted when I was younger. And I remember that I always told people it well, I was so little that it, it doesn't really affect me. Like I was lucky that it didn't affect me in my older years. I'm lucky that I don't really have pain from it. And boy, was that the furthest thing from the truth, because that was not me actually being truthful and vulnerable. That was me suppressing it, hiding in the shadow and really keeping myself hidden. It was like my subconscious pushing it down and, you know, not bringing it to the surface. And so when I walked into that courtroom and I actually had to see the man that did this to me, I remember the rush of feelings. I remember the rush of feeling like I was unworthy that I, you know, was such a bad young child that that's why he did it to me. I remember feeling like I wasn't enough. Um, and just all these overwhelming feelings of just self-hatred really. And it was because I thought I was a problem. I thought I was the reason why that happened to me. And so, uh, trial lasted nine days and it, um, was hard. It was really hard. Um, well, actually trial was only five days, but the whole process was nine. And, um, I remember like after it was finally said and done, you know, he got sentenced a big whopping four years, but, um, anyways, nonetheless, he was punished, right? It's how I have to look at it. Um, but I, I was in such a state of depression when it got out that I remember waking up a couple of days later, I guess maybe, I don't know. It probably was a week or maybe two weeks. I don't remember. Um, and just looking around me and my house was in disarray. There was like food bags everywhere. All I was doing was going out and drinking. And I started hanging around this crowd that that's what they like doing. I would stay out till 9 30 in the morning drinking and go to work drunk and, um, drove. And it was, it was becoming very, very unhealthy. And it went on for about four months like that. Um, to where I was just in the need of getting my next drink, getting my next, um, party, like going to the next bar I could go to. And it was because I didn't want to face what had just happened or what all I had brought up. And so I ended up doing that for a couple months and it was really rough. I drained my bank account (laughs) completely. Um, I was really finding myself in the hole of not being able to afford my bills. I was completely behind. Like, it was like, I felt like, um, every single time I was making a payment, I, it was like already the next payment was due. And I was like, can you just take this, you know, I'll pay that in a week or 
whatever. And I was bartending at the time. So it was like fast money, but it was gone. Like I would get cash at the end of the night or money on a card the next day. And I would use it for alcohol all the time. And, um, it was just really, really bad cycle. And I remember that I ended up getting on Bumble because I was like, I want to pull myself out of this hole. And I thought that I needed to be with somebody in order to do that. Right. And so I ended up getting back on Bumble. And the first guy I matched matched with was a guy who was sober. And I was like, oh, hell no, this ain't going to work. There is no way I'm going to be able to go out with this guy, be sober, like, no, it's, it's not going to work for me because at that point I was so wrapped up in my drinking that I was like, nope, this isn't happening. And there was something in me. And I know now it was God that was like, just go on the date, just go on the date see what it's about. Right. Um, so anyways, we end up going on this date and if anybody knows me, y'all know that I am the nosiest little biatch ever. Like I have to know all the details. I want to know everything. And I even will ask the questions that are like being appalled to ask. And I forefront people. I'm like, if I'm being too nosy, just, just let me know because I know this about myself. Right. And so I asked him, I was like, you know, what made you get sober? And at first he was like, "Mm," you know, kind of just vague answers. And then we just started talking more and more and he really opened up and I kid you guys not that what he was saying to me was what I was feeling internally. And I look back at that day and I'm like, God spoke to me. He used him to speak to me because that is what I needed to hear in that moment. And I remember instantly I left and I was like, you know what? I think I want to get sober. I think I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to put it all behind me. And that's, what's going to happen. And so I go to work and, you know, closing time comes around and it's, um, 1130 and, um, everybody's up there and they're like, Hey, you want to go for a drink? And instantly I was like, yeah, you know what? Actually, I don't need to be sober. I just need to control myself and I can control myself. I have control. And (laughs) no, a bitch did not have control. Let me just be frank about that. Um, I had no control. Um, and so I ended up going out and hanging out with everybody while all the work people left. And I immediately called up that group of people that would hang out with me until 9am in the morning that would come back to my apartment and party it up. And they were out shocking. Right. And so I met up with them and I partied till 9, 10 a.m. the next day. And I woke up at four or five in the afternoon the next day after I finally went to sleep. And I had three coaching clients that day. And every single one of those coach, uh, those members dropped me as their coach because I missed it. And because it was a, it was like, it was a thing I was, you know, putting it off and missing for no reasons. I would just leave them hanging and, um, they dropped me 
And that was an eye opener for me. I knew I've always wanted to help people. And, you know, the moment that somebody came in was like, you're no longer helping me. It was shattering to say the least. It was, it brings me to tears even thinking about it because I, I knew I was not only hurting myself, but I was also hurting others in the process. Um, my clients, my family, and that day I was like, no, you don't have control. You don't, you can't do it. You need help. And so I decided that day I was like, I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm completely done. And, um, I was the day I said I was finally done. I have not drank ever again. And it's funny because, um, I would go to work. Mm. I would go to work and I would be telling people would invite me out and I'd be like, no, I quit drinking. I quit drinking. And they'd be like, oh yeah, for a week, Logan quit drinking for a week. Um, but no, a month rolled around and I was still sober. And then they finally were like, all right, is she serious? Something, something's going on here. And so after I decided to get sober, I, um, the first week was like a blob really. Um, but then soon after I started learning Reiki and the point why I started learning Reiki was because I wanted to help make recovery easy for me. I wanted to have that internal connection and make it smoother for my own journey. And so I started learning Reiki and I was healing myself. I was figuring out, um, things I didn't know about myself. I was figuring out, um, things that affected me that I didn't really realize were affecting me. I started seeing how all my life, that one traumatic event that I always said had no effect on me really did affect me. And I started healing those pieces of me and a couple months into it, God spoke to me and he said, heal others, help others. And so here we are. And that's a little bit about my journey, but I wanted to make this podcast because I want a bigger voice. I want a bigger voice to help people. I want a bigger voice to create impact and through a podcast, I can do that. Um, through a podcast, I can re reach more people. And so this is the beginning of my journey. And if you're here, you're going to be on it with me. If you have subscribed, you're going to be on it with me. And that is why I named this podcast, The Road to Recovery and Reconnection, because it's the road that I took. And it's the road that I hope you guys take as well. Um, whether it be that you're addicted to, or you need recovering from alcohol or substance abuse, there's so many more things that you can need recovery from. And that's something that I have learned in this journey. There are people that need recovery from self-sabotage. There are people that need recovery from self-criticism and self-doubt. There are people that need recovery from anxiety and depression, um, 
from perfectionism, like those things hurt us. And we don't realize that until you're able to take a step back and see what it's doing to your life. And that is what I want to be a voice for. I want to be a voice in order to help you grow. I want to help you reach the version of you that is recovered. But more importantly, I want you to reach the version of you that is recovered and reconnected because reconnection is such a huge part of that. And so in my podcast, I'm going to be putting out meditations. I'm going to be putting out podcast interviews with people that have, have experienced the same. Um, I have high hopes for this podcast. And I really think that it's going to bring so much awareness to the recovery area of life because a lot of us think recovery is going to AA and it's not that it is something so much deeper. It is something so much more powerful. It's more powerful than I am and I need help doing it. And so this is why I've created this podcast is so that I can bring awareness to it. And I hope and pray that you guys are along for the journey because it's going to be a fun one. And I promise you, you're going to learn, you're going to be recovered and you're going to feel reconnected. And so this is my little intro and I hope to see you guys here every Friday. Um, it's going to be popping up every Friday at 9 a.m., obviously, except for this first one. But um, this one's going out at probably like two on Friday. But from now on, there'll be Fridays at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And it's going to be beautiful. I just know it. I feel it in my heart. And it's so funny that when I first hit the record button, I was like, Oh, I'm nervous. Shit. I'm nervous. My heart was beating. I was sweating and I'm in a sweatshirt. And the moment I started talking, it all released because I know that I have a purpose here. And my purpose here is to help people become recovered and reconnected. And so I'm excited for this journey. And if you guys want to, if you podcast listeners are listening and you want to see my face and my space, then, um, join me on YouTube. Um, I am, you know, who knows what comes up in these, it's going to be meditations. It's going to be card pulls. It's going to be journaling. It's going to be interviews and teaching. It's going to be all the things that have helped me become recovered and reconnected. And I'm so glad you guys are here. I'll see y'all next time. Bye.